This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching Fanboy. 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 Fanboy, etc. Fanboy Nation. Dot, I assume Tom. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with a man who is busier than anybody else this summer as he's playing the Dragon King in DC Stargirl, which premiered on May 18th on the DC Universe app and then on May 19th on the CW Network, and then we'll be playing The Chancellor in Mulan, released on July 24th, 2020. Nelson Lee, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Hey, man. Thanks for talking to me, you know. And uh, I think it was uh, in Aramaic we have the word kismet, which means fate. And so it's Asian Heritage Month. You got the eastern side of the continent. I got the western side of the continent. So we're covering the entire plane. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I already reviewed the, the pilot episode of Stargirl a few weeks ago. Absolutely loved it. Uh, Jeff Johns is magic with that character. He really, I mean, Ian, I'm sure you all know the background behind the, you know, this character, Stargirl, based on his sister, the yeah. tragic, uh, uh, airplane crash. And, but it means so much to him and it comes through, you know? Yeah. And it's not just that. It's just like this entire feel of it. He just nails it. He nails the golden age, like all these things that no one else has really done. And as you know, it just doesn't feel like a television show. It feels <laughs> like a film. And that's what I think it succeeds in. Listen, I will give away a couple of spoilers only in the fact that when I saw the JSA pop up and I was like, oh, there's our man, there's so-and-so, you know, I, I popped yeah. off the couch, so. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a buddy of mine who's like the biggest DC, DC geek and he, he'll claim that himself that he just like was gushing to me for like an hour after he watched it. But I mean, that's what we want. We want to really please the fans. Yeah, and you guys did. I talked to uh, Joy uh, Osterman who plays uh, Tigress. Yeah. And she's yeah. hilarious, dude. I don't know how you kept a straight face on the set with her around. Oh, my God. Joy is the best. I'm, I'm telling you, the ISA meetings were just us trying not to crack up. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it's ridiculous. You just see us, like, shaking underneath our costumes. Yeah. Trying to hold it in. <laughs> oh, man. You know, this, the series is going to be a huge hit, and I congratulate you guys on that, especially because... You know, it's a different take on the superhero market. It's not, you know, we've always had Superman and Batman and everybody else 80 plus years. But when you have somebody like Stargirl, who's, you know, like you said, based on, uh, unfortunately, based on the tragedy of Jeff's sister passing in a, in a plane crash and still being so close to home, yet so relatable, you know, people have blended families yeah. and their step parents and everything else. And on top of that, you got to worry about your grades and then still deal with the Dragon King. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think there's something for everybody, you know. I mean, that's the great thing because a little bit of it is like you know Blue Valley High, and then you have all this us old uh, geezers at the ISA just trying to stir up trouble, you know. And it's it's great. You you get and there's this darkness that's in there that's mixed in with the lightness, right. uh, which I think really works. Well, the cool thing is is that this isn't your first foray into the superhero genre because you were on Blade the series when uh, Paramount Network oh, was still yeah. um, what's that? Yeah, I mean, and basically that was before Marvel was Marvel. Right. You know, it was still Marvel Entertainment at that point. Uh, Avi and Ari were a piece of it. Jeff Johns was a part. Did you know that? Uh, Jeff Johns was actually, I met Jeff Johns on that show. Um, and I actually also worked with Neil Jackson on that show, who uh, is Jordan McEnden, and I, I, a.k.a. Icicle oh. on uh, Stargirl. So it was this awesome reunion. Uh, but, yeah, no, that show was awesome. It was you know, of course, everyone always says it, but it was ahead of its time. If it came out now, we'd be right. killing it. 
Oh, for sure. Like, like when it came out, I was just like, oh, this is a little too soon because it came out right after Blade Trinity and then, you know, before the craze hit. So it was just that little weird window. And I, you know, if it was now, yeah, Netflix would be eating it up. And then, uh, I think Hulu once, uh, Disney does the full takeover. Yeah. I mean, that was when Spike TV, (laughs) we were on Spike TV. That alone, just you just know what's going on. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's still a lot of fun to do. Oh, for sure, man. Now Spike TV's Paramount Network, so it's a little more family friendly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, with with everything going on, and now you know you're playing the Chancellor in, in Mulan. Mulan has always been a big property for Disney, and then it being a Chinese story historically, and the film going a little more into the traditional aspect of the storytelling. What does it mean to be a part of such a historic film because of the narrative itself? Yeah, yeah, it's a huge privilege. I mean, it's it's you know it's one of those things. Uh, obviously, uh, the original uh, cartoon Milan that Disney did was a lot of fun. I, I you know I admit that I'd never even watched it before I shot the, our our film. Um, I watched it afterwards. Um, you know, like it's this is a tale from five hundred. Uh, you know. AD. It's, it's an old, old story. And the reason they can transcend and continue and thrive is because it's really at the heart of it about family. You know, it's about honor and family. And I think that's the beauty of this story. And I think that's why it's a privilege to be a part of it. We have such this amazing cast that, uh, that Nikki and Disney assembled together, um, of all a, a mostly Asian characters, uh, Asian cast, which is great. And you just don't see that. Um, and I think we really, uh, do the story justice and bring it into the modern world and uh, just do a new retelling of it. Now, forgive me of my ignorance. Are you of Chinese ancestry yourself? Uh, I am indeed. Okay. I am Chinese, uh, but born in Taiwan. Okay. Cause I, I know people with the last name Lee that are either Chinese or Chinese immigrants to Vietnam or, or yeah, Korean. Yeah. So, you know, I want to make sure ahead of time. Lee's real. Yeah. yeah. Lee's real flexible. We can be a lot of different things. We're sneaky. Yeah. When, <laughs> but yeah. I'm Chinese know. born in Taiwan. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, your family had moved over to Taiwan clearly after, uh, everything that happened politically, which we're not going to get into, but, when you're presented with a story that has such a historic connection to your own personal ancestry, is there added pressure to sit there and want to do it right, you know, and sit and like, I have to be as accurate as possible to the time period, or is it still, Hey, it's still a Disney film. We can have a little more fun with this. No, absolutely. The former. I mean, we want to really, and, and I think everyone involved from Nikki to, to set design to costume just nailed it. And because you want to do it justice, it's, it means even more because it is my, my own culture. You know, this is something like if I say Mulan to my parents, they know exactly what it is. They don't know what Disney is. I mean, they know Disney, but they don't know. They've never watched that musical. Right. You know, they know the story of Mulan, And that's the thing that we're trying to tell. That's the thing we're trying to convey. And to do that, you feel this immense uh, kind of responsibility to do it right, to not... Uh, and you know, not that Disney doesn't do it right, but you want to tell the story honestly, and, right. you know. And I think that this was a perfect hybrid of Disney and the beautiful storytelling that Nikki Caro from Whale Rider is known for, you know. And all the actors from Yifei to Donnie to the entire amazing cast and the ensemble, the group of the of, of the boys that are her truth. I mean, it's just so well done. And her father, like, just these beautiful moments, and it's so human. And I think that's the thing. And I think that's at the end of it, what we wanted to capture, right? Not, not just this 
uh, beautiful ancient Chinese story. We want to capture this beautiful human story about a young girl who goes and finds her way in the world. I love it, man. Now, it is Asian Heritage Month, and yeah. I and I know Asian families from Turkey to Indonesia. Uh, all all of us at one point have gotten what I refer to as an Asian F, which is a ninety two percent out of a hundred on any given test. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how, how do you break it to your mom that you're going to become an actor instead of a pharmacist, a doctor, an engineer, something, you know, that they consider of value? Yeah, you know, luckily, so I'm, there's four of us and I'm third. And, you know, my elder uh, siblings are about five to six years older than me. So when we moved from Taiwan, I was like five. So, you know, I kind of basically was completely raised. Uh, you know, I remember a lot of Taiwan as a kid, but still I was raised uh, mostly in Canada in a small place called St. John, New Brunswick. And, you know, my my elder sister, she was like valedictorian. She did everything. Then she became a lawyer. My brother was also, you know, did well and then went to computer science. And I kind of was, uh, you know, for lack of better words, the, the you know, the screw up in the family, you know, and, uh, you know, I ran with bad kids when I was young and, you know, did silly things. Um, and so I think, you know, when I, and that was all junior high, most of junior high, I was, I was a total piece of crap. <laughs> and uh, my mom was just, you know, so busy trying to raise all of us and, you know, work at the store and we'd work at the store. And I think I just like slipped through the cracks and she just wanted me to not go to jail. <laughs> and so I think by the time I got to high school, I kind of cleaned myself up, did better in school became like whatever did like student council, all this stuff. And I kind of found a better way. I think she was just relieved that I was like not going to descend further. And so when I went to university, I went, I did of course business. Cause I was like, I don't know. I'll do business. <laughs> it was, ne- it, it was impossible for me to think of doing acting as a career. Cause it was too frightening right. and it's too insurmountable. And so I did business and, Ended up in philosophy instead because I hated accounting and statistics. I wanted to like blow my brains out when I was doing life with five hours. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then I kind of went around, kicked around Europe for a bit. And that's kind of when I started reflecting on what I wanted to do uh, with my life. And that's when I kept coming back to performing and acting. And when I made the decision to go do it in New York and study and train, um, yes, she was scared for my future, but she was always pretty supportive. And I'm lucky for that. A lot of, Asian parents would absolutely not be. Um, and, you know, and I, especially since how much she fought and worked to give us all a good life. Right. You know, and I think that's really what a lot of parents default to because they went through so much. You know, my parents, I'm sure, you know, too, and your, uh, their generation just went through so much more than yeah. ours. Oh, absolutely, and, man. And, and then they look at us like we're so lazy. Hard. <laughs> they, absolutely, I would, too. I'd be like, that's what you're complaining about? You're right. happy? <laughs> you know, <laughs> they'd be like, shut up. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, my mom was always, and you know, it's, it's been, <laughs> it's been nice seeing the evolution for a long time. You know, she still would kind of take the air out of anything. I remember, I remember when I booked Mulan, I was doing a play at the moment and at that time in Pittsburgh and I got the news and I was freaking out. And she was the first person I called and she completely deflated me. Cause I was like, yeah, I got this thing on Disney. Like what, what is it? Disney? I don't know. What? The movie? I was like, yeah, it's the movie. He's like, are you getting paid? He's like, yeah, I'm getting paid. He's like, is anyone going to see it? He's like, oh, God, I should call someone else. <laughs> but she means well. It, it, ne- it never changes, man. 
It never changes. It really doesn't. <laughs> like, like when I got my bachelor's degree, you know, I my dad usually took the longest to get ready. I was like, so hey, dad, you know, hurry up and get ready because you usually take longer than everybody else. Um, you know, it's graduation day, and he just looks at me. He's like, it's only a bachelor's degree. <laughs> so. Right, you know, and he's just like, I had to learn the language when I was getting mine. So, what are you, what are you excited for? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> four languages. Rage kids while I was doing this. You want to yeah. by four years? <laughs> Pretty much, man. So, so it's great that you understand. We can laugh at it, and then like other people are probably listening to us and going, "Oh my God, that sounds so horrible! How could they be laughing at it?" Because it's everybody's reality with who we grew up with. Absolutely, and the, and the thing is, yeah, and, and it's it's a blessing to be able to follow, uh, you know, your dreams and be able to do what you do. Yeah. And it's understandable how some parents wouldn't want that, not because they don't want you to follow your dreams; they don't want you to fail at your dreams. Right. And especially because, you know, their whole thing was survival and now you know, they're a little more relaxed, but it's still tense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, for the longest time, I, cause I worked for a small little stint at Microsoft when I was younger. And, you know, I quit because it was, you know, just not for me at all. My mom, for years, like, I'm talking like decades, would be like, hey, how about that Microsoft? <laughs> Why don't you go back and work a little bit with them? <laughs> I have an idea for you. With yes. your first Mulan residual check, you buy your mom's stock in Microsoft and go, does that make up for it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Look like Luckily, I still have stock in Microsoft. So I'll just give her some. <laughs> See, there you go, man. <laughs> Covering all the bases. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, fill me in on the audition process for Mulan and then fill me in on what the shoot was like because that's got to be surreal. The minute you put on this 1,500-plus-year-old armor, and go into the battle scenes. Yeah, man. I mean, like the audition process was, you know, it was it was long. It was like a, over a year, and you know, they and I give that to you know to the casting, uh, amazing casting uh, directors, and you know, to Disney and to Nikki, just like their patience in finding, because you know they wanted to find Milan before they built everything around her. Um, and so we went in a lot earlier on for different roles. And just kept being brought in. And then, you know, uh, months would pass and you'd get brought in again. And then, you know, and literally after the last time, it was almost another year before I got the call. And, you know, I'd forgotten about it. That's why I was kind of telling you that story earlier when I found out after a play, I just finished the show. I came back and I had like looked at my phone. I had like 10 messages. And my manager's like, effing call me back. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, shoot. Okay. So I called back. And then they just all got on the line. And my agent said, do you want to go to China and New Zealand? I was like, for what? Like, I literally had no idea what they were talking about. <laughs> and they're like, I don't know. Do you want to be in Mulan? I was like, shut up. I was like, shut up. And then I just started screaming. And I remember my castmates in the play, like, poked their head in. And I was like, you okay? I was like, no, I'm, not, I'm fine. <laughs> and I remember <laughs> trying to keep... Like, my mouth was shut about it because, you know, I had an NDA and everything. Right. Um, uh, but it took all, like, five minutes for me to give up that I was doing Mulan. <laughs> I was like, I can't tell you. I can't. And then finally, I was like, I'm doing Mulan. <laughs> and, you know, and then fast forward, you know, months later where, you know, I'd spend growing my stupid beard. And then we get to New Zealand 
and you just meet everyone and you see these sets and it's epic. Like you just can't even describe in words like the how beautiful and huge this world is that they created. Like so much of it was practical. That's why when you watch it, it's going to be great. Like some of it looks so good. It looks fake. <laughs> like our backdrops are so uh, beautiful. And I mean, that's why Lord of the Rings and things filmed there. It's because of that. That value is built in. You step on those sets. You put on those costumes, these beautiful, elaborate, detailed costumes. And you stand on those sets with those backgrounds and you don't have to do anything. Work's done. That's like 90%. You just have to like not fall down. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, it's an amazing uh, experience. And sometimes you have to like, I did. I remember there's one scene where I'm just like up on this huge kind of green screen uh, platform looking down. And I see all these soldiers and like all these uh, warriors and this background of this mountain. And you're just like, wow, this is crazy. Like you just want to be like, what? <laughs> like this is actually happening. Like this is insane. And I think, yeah, it, I, I can't wait for everyone to see it because it's, it's a long road to get there and uh, a lot of hard work um, was put in. And, you know, it's a bummer. This whole thing popped up, um, you know, during it. Literally, March 9th, we had our world premiere in L.A., um, and the world was normal. Like, we were hugging and kissing and doing all this, and a few days later, it was over. Right. Like, it was just like everything was canceled. Uh, sad thing, you know, I was supposed to bring my mom to the Toronto premiere. I had all these things set up. That got killed. You know, luckily, we're healthy, so I don't want to complain about that. And, you know, people are dying, so it's not it's not as important that a film airs, but it's one of those things. Right. We're excited to get it out to the world. I think it's interesting talking to immigrants about what's going on in this, in uh, you know, this uh, situation that we're in. Because if we sometimes mention it, we get uh, we get roasted by the host companies when we when we post oh, up yeah, the interviews. I bet. Um, I bet. And that you know, like our immigrant families are nowhere near as scared as our friends and relatives that were born in the first world or raised in the first world. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like, yeah, eh, we went through a civil war. There was a communist revolution. There was, you know, an yeah. uprising here. Absolutely. You know, there was a bomb yeah, shelter yeah, there. I mean, so, my, eh. my, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my parents, my parents went through some, I, I, I'll never forget. I remember I was in New York during 9-11 and so, uh, and it was crazy, of course. And I remember <laughs> finally speaking to my mom and I know this make, make her sound harsh, but she was just being a realist. I was like crying and she's like, Son, I, this is the way the world has always been, and I'm sorry you had to find out finally. Yeah. You know, because that's one of those things. They grew up with shit like that. Yeah. You know? They grew up with a world that was like, fair was never a question. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's, that's the thing. We, we talk, and we're, we have the luxury of like thinking about fair and what, what do I deserve and right. stuff like that, which just completely doesn't compute with them. They're like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They look at you and like, what do you mean fair? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's not fair is no, being the third child getting your uh, eldest brother's hand-me-downs or whatever. Yeah, you know? I did. That's why I always sucked at hockey. I was just like a checking checking dummy because all my skates are like five years too old for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that in a minute about the Chinese guy playing hockey in Canada because that, that oh, just yeah. sounds like so much fun. <laughs> It was. <laughs> you were the one checking. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like? Because obviously some of it you said was filmed in China. Um, you know, your parents had yeah. left the mainland for Taiwan, and now you're going back 
an entire generation removed and visiting what the country has become, playing this ancient character of what used to be. Yeah. Uh, talk about privilege. I mean, it's one of those things, uh, unfortunately, due to other things, like a lot of our shooting had to move mostly to New Zealand. Uh, mm-hmm. They did do a lot of photography in China, but um, we didn't really get to go over there in the end because uh, they just basically moved everything and built it in New Zealand, uh, which still doesn't take away from everything because still so much they shot in China. Uh, but it's, um, yeah, when I talked to uh, my dad about it, I remember he was so excited because, you know, I've always wanted to go back. Right. Um, you know, obviously I've been back to Taiwan, I've been to Hong Kong, but I've never went to mainland China. My dad used to go all the time, never brought any of us, but he was doing business. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he, you know, it's, it's where he's, you know, originally from and, you know, of course. And yeah, I was, I was so bummed that I couldn't go, but it's still this honor to be whenever you get to be a part of a story like this. And uh, it, it just, it's just hard to even explain how proud you, you are, you know, to even have a, you just to step on the set so to be there. You don't even have to have a line. Like it just feels so immense. Um, and I'm just so lucky. Right? Yeah. And it, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of, it. I want my parents to see it. That's one of those things that's usually I'm, just playing these bad characters and you know my parents are like yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> they, they've seen it it's, they've seen enough right Whenever i play someone nice my parents my mom's like oh good <laughs> she, <laughs> someone bad again i'm like yeah right it's not like when you were <laughs> it's not like when you were starting and you're like oh nelson's chinese triad number seven Oh, dude. <laughs> At one point in Law and Order, I was like my entire gang. I was like three members of the same gang. Like, Ghost Shadow is me. <laughs> oh, man, that's it's hilarious. Awesome. <laughs> they just styled your hair a little bit differently, and then they sent you out there in the same, uh, oh, no, same gear. Oh, was the same. It was, always, it was all like Goku from like, Dragon, you know, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I just had Dragon Ball Z hair. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing, man. That's amazing. Yeah. With, with Stargirl premiering this week, and the show is just so much fun, you know, it was also filmed in Canada, so it was easier for you to, to get to set without having to worry about visa and immigration and everything else. Um, well, you, actually, you know, the, yeah, actually, we shot in Atlanta. Oh, I thought this one was shot in, uh, in uh, Toronto or, or uh, Vancouver. No, Vancouver. Yeah, no, I know a lot of them do, but no, because this was originally uh, destined for a different platform. Yeah, we shot in Atlanta. Okay. So the guy whose family immigrates to Canada, where all the other DC shows are shot in Canada except for Black Lightning, has to come to the United States and film Stargirl. Yes, I mean, uh, <laughs> at the same time, you know, like, I, I, for the same, I'll be honest, like, I shoot in Vancouver all the time, so I, it's always fun to go somewhere new. Right. Um, you know, I love Vancouver, uh, except when it's raining every friggin' day, but um, <laughs> you get used to that. But, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's funny, I've, uh, I've lived in the States so long now, you know, basically more than I actually live in Canada, which is odd when I ever, I do the math, I'm like, wow, that's crazy, if I take out my five years in Taiwan, uh-huh. yeah, it's I've lived in the States longer. Um, so it's, but it's, I'm always going to be Canadian. I'm always going to be Eastern Canadian, like, uh, you know, from the Maritime. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, <laughs> always, always. Uh, but yeah, it's always great to go back. So, you know, Stargirl was filming in Atlanta. Fill me in on the rest of that. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just amazing. You know, you're shooting on these, you know, obviously Atlanta's got all this built-in uh, stuff from all the Marvel stuff, and so you've got these amazingly uh, skilled crew and uh, that you bring on. And it was just great to be in Atlanta. These stages are huge. Stargirl stage is just so much fun, especially, you know, I'm I'm a villain, so I'm always in my lair. And so just to get to hang out in the lair all day in AC, and AC – is saving grace of being a villain in a costume. I'm going to tell you all. You don't want to be an outdoor villain. Not in Atlanta at summer. You want to be an indoor villain deep in the catacombs. That's who you are. Oh, man, I love it. You know, I wish we had some more time. I know we're running short on time. Stargirl is out on the DCU app right now for episode one. And on uh, Tuesday, May 19th on the CW Network, I believe at 8 p.m., and congratulations on the series. I can't wait to see season two. Nelson, where can we find you on social media when we want to connect? You can find me on Instagram at, at Malenky, M-A-L-E-N-K-Y. And, yeah, find find me and, and uh, see all my tiny little fans. <laughs> but I'm terrible on social media, so don't laugh. <laughs> but you can find me there. <laughs> it's, it's all right, man. Nelson Lee is uh, Dragon King on Stargirl, the Chancellor on Mulan, a million other things from... from um, from Blade the Series all the way to back to Oz. So you're doing something right, man. Congratulations, and we'll be talking to you soon. Thank you so much, brother.